Chaitanya Jaya Nichananda Jaya Dvita Chandra Jaya Gaura Bhakta Vinna Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Vanchakalpa Tarubhicha Kripa Sindhubhyevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaisnavebhyo Namo Namaha The Vaishnavas are compared to wish-fulfilling desire trees that can fulfill desires of everyone. And we're offering our most humble obeisances unto such Vaishnavas. Shushusho Shadadanasya Vasudeva Kataruchi Sanmahat Sevya Vipra Punyatirta In Srimad Bhagavatam, in the second chapter, it is described how by service to the Vaishnava, one can develop Vasudev Kataruchi, uh, or the taste for hearing topics, discussions about, about Krishna, topics on discussions about Krishna. So this is the uh, life and soul um, of the Vaishnavas. Machita matkata prana bodhiyantas parasparam katayantas chamam nicham tushanticharamanticha They are involved with their heart and with all their energy into to hear the transcendental discussions about Krishna and understand them thoroughly with their intelligence. And such discussions bring bring great satisfaction and are very enjoyable. Um, so we turn to the Vaishnavas. In the ninefold process of devotional service, beginning with Sravanam, Kirtanam, Smaranam, or hearing, chanting, and remembering. These first three processes of the nine have been identified as the Bhagavad Vidi, as particularly uh, that aspect right, which is directly awakening love of God, whereas the remaining portions uh, Archanam, uh, Vandanam, Dasyam, Sakyam, Atmanivedanam, these remaining portions, worshipping the deity, offering uh, Padasevanam, uh, serving the lotus feet, uh, Vandanam, offering prayers, and so on. These, these various processes have been defined as Pancharatriki, 
This is the Bahipanta, the external path, the path of externally cultivating one's attachment to Krishna. Whereas the Shobhatvidi is the Antapanta, the internal path of, uh, of developing one's love for Krishna, uh, awakening it. Nitya Siddha Krishna Pem Sadhukabunai Shavanadi Sudha Chitta Karya Udai. That this, the natural love for Krishna, which is eternally within us, is, is awakened, is awakened to us. Living being um, is by nature a lover of Krishna. It's not that uh, there is a particular point in time when one becomes a lover of Krishna. Our very constitution is to be a lover of Krishna. And when not active as a lover of Krishna, then we'll have to become a lover of Krishna's energy. But in trying to, uh, to deal with the energy um, here in the external energy of the Lord, we will find uh, sukh and dukh, happiness and distress. The Vaishnavas, the Vaishnavas are concerned, first of all, with the Antaranga Shakti, with the internal energy, with the spiritual world. Um, and their meditation is the spiritual world. They are never seeing that uh, this material world is, is a place where we could ever be at home. Um, although, we are, the Vaishnavas are certainly uh, interested in making themselves comfortable as much as possible while, while in the material world. Uh, but depending on their uh, particular nature, some who are, are ascetics or more inclined that way, they are uh, cultivating tolerance rather than to uh, get so much involved in making uh, all kinds of arrangements in this world. Some who are uh, less able to take austerity uh, are making arrangements for comfort in this world. But um, that also is uh, that also is their uh, their own uh, temporary arrangement. They are not looking at it like this is the goal of life. Um, whether they may have a, a comfortable residence, whether they may have some nice conveyance, whether they uh, may in so many ways uh, in so many ways, make all kinds of arrangements. They do not really believe uh, that, that these things will give fulfillment. Mm. Oftentimes, enjoyment and happiness have been equated. But a Vaishnava makes a distinction between, on the material realm, between enjoyment 
and happiness. Seeing that there is a certain extent of enjoyment in the material world, however, that enjoyment never comes without suffering as well. Therefore, uh, and not only that, the enjoyment can never match the actual need within. And so, once hunger will be never satisfied in the material world. And then the enjoyment in the material world is also uh, temporary. And therefore, even if for a while someone's enjoyment may be attained, it is to be lost again. Therefore, uh, it cannot fulfill the heart. It cannot, it cannot last. And even when we get it, uh, every happiness is also, uh, old pleasure is also mixed with suffering, with pain in this material world. So the Vaishnavas are not placing their faith in, in happiness in the material world. Um, the Vaishnavas, therefore, do not consider the material world their home. And they see that the material world, rather, is an opportunity. Life in the material world, in this human form, they see it as an opportunity to attain the spiritual realm. When Krishna descends into the material world, he brings with him his transcendental nature and his transcendental activities, because Krishna is never uh, to be considered an ordinary human being, or Krishna is never to be considered uh, material, even if he would be an exceptional human being. Avajanati mammuda manusim tanumasritam. The fools, they do not understand my transcendental nature, um, which is anuttamam, yes, uh, it is, it is beyond, beyond anything material. So Krishna is of the spiritual realm. His body is of the spiritual realm. His pastimes are of the spiritual realm. So therefore, the Vaishnavas are also interested in whatever comes into this world. It is said in the seventh chapter, in the second verse of Bhagavad Gita, Jnanimtaham savigyanam idam vaksyami asesataha yetsgitvanehu buhanyats gyatavam avasishyate. So there it says that I am the source of uh, both the phenomenal world and the nominous. Hmm. Now, this, uh, this idea of the nominous is a concept which has been phrased by Rudolf Otto. And Rudolf Otto, he came up with this word, word for the spiritual realm, which he referred to as nomenon. And 
Rudolf Otto made the point that in his book, uh, the, uh, the Sacred, um, in his book, The Sacred, he makes the point that something from the spiritual dimension flows into the material dimension and manifests in the material dimension. And so how the two are actually mixed. So the Vaishnavas, um, the Vaishnavas, uh, they worship Krishna. Bhaja Krishna, Bolo Krishna, Kori Krishna, Sika, Bhajan, Buddha, Bhava, Samanvitaha, uh, with their intelligence and with love, they're absorbed in Krishna. And so the Vaishnavas see the divine presence of Krishna. They see the divine presence of Krishna in, the, uh, in matter. And they see the divine presence of Krishna beyond matter. So in matter, they see Krishna as Ishvara Parama, Krishna's Satsidananda Vigraha, Anadir Adir Govinda Saravakaranakaram. They see him as the cause of all causes. They see him as the controller. Maya Jakshena Prakite Suyate Satcharacharam Hetunanena Kuntia Jagatviparyavartate. Uh, they see that Krishna controls everything and also that he's the Hetu, the cause of everything. They see that in every action uh, there are uh, five factors. That is the, uh, the place. Uh, they see... Uh, okay, hold on, just, just quickly... Okay, the place of action, the body, the performer, the various senses, the many different kinds of endeavor, and ultimately the super soul. These are the five factors of action. Um, this is from the uh, Bhagavad Gita. Uh, chapter 18, text 14. Adistanam tata karta karanam chapritak vidam. Vividas chapritak chesta daivam chayavatapanchamam. Yes. So adistanam, the place, also the body. Because we are now residing within the body. So the Vaishnava sees that these five factors of, uh, for action are there, and that ultimately uh, the super soul is the, uh, is the uh, predominant deciding factor. Uh, without the, the super soul has two features. One, the super soul is Anumanta, and the other is Upadrasta. Anumanta means he gives anumiti, he gives permission or denies permission. So, if the super soul is not granting permission, what can we do? Huh? Then there's nothing, nothing that we can do in this world. If the, uh, and the super soul is, wit is the witness to everything we do. Anyway, so 
The super soul is the final, uh, as the as Anumanta, as the one who gives permission. The super soul is the final factor in all actions. We can make our endeavor. We can use our body. We can, uh, which is our connection with anything in this world. So we can through our body do something with this world. We can use our our senses. Uh, we can. Uh, yes, we can. We we make so much endeavor, um, uh, but in the end, um, without the super soul, nothing can be achieved. Anyway, so the Vaishnavas see that they see that in every action, Krishna is present. The Vaishnavas also see that Krishna is controlling the various aspects of the uh, material world. Um, you can see how uh, Sankarsan is the origin of all the jivas. They can see how, uh, how uh, Vasudev um, becomes the comes the um, Purusha avatars, the sources. They can see how uh, Prajumna is the deity that controls the intelligence and how Aniruddha is the deity that controls the mind. So in this way, they can see that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is involved with every aspect of the uh, of material existence he's not only the origin of it but in his expansions he also deals with it so the Vaishnava sees like that uh, and sees how everything is related to Krishna um, more so the Vaishnava is seeing uh, how Krishna is uh, is, is involved in this material world out of love, right? Out of love, out of his compassion on um, how Krishna is, uh, is, is somehow or other uh, always present with every living being. The very fact that Krishna is there as the super soul um, is is a fact of Krishna's uh, desire to be the companion of the living being. Krishna is not uh, in any way obliged to be the super soul. In the spiritual world, he's not the super soul. In the spiritual world, right, Krishna is not as the super soul present in everyone's heart. That is an arrangement that exists only in the material world. When the living being turns away from Krishna, then Krishna comes as the super soul uh, along with each living being out of his causeless mercy, um, out of love. That is the point. Out of compassion, out of, out of a concern for the welfare of the living being. And as the super soul, uh, Krishna is trying to guide the living being back back to Godhead, back to the spiritual world, gradually by 
becoming the conscience of the living being uh, by sending signals. No, this is not, not, not right. No, don't kill because you don't want to be killed. Don't do to others what you do not wish to be done to yourself. Yes, yes. And so a conscience it develops by the, uh, by the dictates or the communication of the super soul. The super soul will inspire the living being. The super soul will uh, help the living being to find Krishna, but sometimes the super soul will also allow the living being to forget. Um, just as uh, it's a, one cannot control by force. The senses cannot be controlled by force in the 11th canto of Bhagavatam. There's a description that it's like a horse and a horse that has reins and that one can uh, one cannot always hold the reins tight. That is not possible. Uh, one cannot always hold the reins tight. Uh, so one has to uh, let the reins go loose. Uh, one has to let the reins go loose so, so that the horse gets a little opportunity to, to run because it's a horse, it has all this energy. How can a horse uh, not, uh, not run? So in this way, uh, we cannot regularly control the senses and just turn away from material life. So Krishna also sometimes gives the conditioned soul some, some space. All right, go and run with your senses. All right, go and run in this material energy if you can and try. And then after some, but one, Unless we take up spiritual life, we'll always be defeated. Uh, so we'll be a failure. Yes, we'll be a failure. Hmm. Then some bring this sense of being a failure also into spiritual life. Uh, but that is okay, you know. Uh, we're setting the bar uh, too high, yes. Uh, maybe when the bar is very high, we'll fail, but we're making advancement. We'll make advancement. So, neha bikramuna sasti pratyavayana vijyate svalpam There's no loss, no diminution. Uh, so there's no question of actual failure. There's always... Progress, there's always success. Uh, offense is another matter which can at least temporarily uh, cover the living being. Eventually we see that the offenders are reinstated like Daksha and Aswatam. They are uh, offenders mentioned in the scripture who had to suffer very lengthy reactions Daksha ahead of a goat for a kalpa, 
also Asvatam also till the end of the Kalpa, uh, but till the end of Kali Yuga, and Asvatam will be part of the transition from Kali Yuga to Satya Yuga uh, and re-establishing the principles of religion. And uh, so now Asvatam is performing uh, austerities. Sri mm. Ramaraj writes in his uh, Vindavan Mahima that Asvatam is performing his austerities in uh, in uh, Kamyama. So one of the uh, one of the personalities described in the pastimes of uh, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was Devananda Pandit. Devananda Pandit was a very important speaker on the Bhagavatam. He was or a very prominent speaker, let's say. He was very famous. Um, he gave many lectures. Um, but uh, there, was, there was an incident uh, an incident uh, when that uh, David and the Pandit uh, was uh, was very learned and lecturing on the Bhagavatam, but yet he had no respect for a Vaishnava. Uh, on one occasion, uh, Srivas, uh, Srivas was just uh, showing symptoms of ecstasy uh, while hearing descriptions of Bhagavatam during a lecture of Devananda Pandit. And, and, uh, and this, this, this disturbed the lecture. So the, the, the followers of Devananda Pandit, they threw him out, and Devananda Pandit did not stop them. So he was ultimately responsible because he was the teacher and he should have uh, corrected them for their inappropriate behavior. So then I'm reading now in a book uh, called From His uh, Holiness Bhakti Pramod. Puri Maharaj, God brother of Srila Prabhupada, um, who has departed and who wrote a book, The Heart of a Vaishnava. This is a nice book. So he begins under Devananda Pandit. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also stressed the importance of hearing the Bhagavatam from a devotee. Devananda was a famous speaker on the Bhagavatam in Navadvip. Nevertheless, Mahaprabhu asked, what authority does this fellow have to lecture on the Bhagavatam? E bitra Bhagavata kun adhikar. He was so upset that he was about to snatch the manuscript of the Bhagavatam from Devananda before being stopped by his companions. Srila Vindavan Thakur quotes the angry words Mahaprabhu spoke when he heard 
that Devananda Pandit was lecturing on the Bhagavatam. What right does this fool have to speak on the Bhagavatam? The Srimad Bhagavatam is the literary incarnation of Lord Krishna. According to it, devotional service to the Supreme Lord is the highest perfection of life. The four Vedas say that the Bhagavatam is the embodiment of love for Krishna. The four Vedas are likened to cream. The Srimad Bhagavatam is the butter that is churned from that cream. Sukadev is the one who did the churning, while Pariksit Maharaj is the one who relished the finished product. Sukadev is very dear to me and fully conversant with the Bhagavatam, and he's described everything about me there in a way that I fully approve. Anyone who draws a distinction between my servant, the book Bhagavatam, and myself will be lost forever. Whoever recites the Bhagavatam without glorifying devotional service is an ignorant fool who knows nothing. All the scriptures admit that the Bhagavatam is inconceivable and cannot be understood through material learning, penance, or personal power. Anyone who thinks that he has understood the meaning of, of Srimad Bhagavatam will never truly uh, be able to understand it. On the other hand, one who recognizes that the Bhagavatam is the incarnation of the inconceivable Supreme Lord will understand that devotional service is its essential meaning. Though Devananda Pandit is a rare scholar and learned and full of many good qualities, he has misunderstood the Bhagavatam because of his pride, and he will be punished by Yamaraj, who judges all after death. Chaitanya Bhagavat 2, 21, text 14 to 18, text 20, and text 23 to 27. In the Anubhasya to Chaitanya Charitamrita 110.77, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati gives a brief summary of the events that led to, the Lord, to Lord Chaitanya's displeasure with Devananda. Sarvabhoma Pitta Vizarda Maheshwar Tahar Jungle Gela Prabhu Vishwamba one day, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went for a walk near the home of Sarvabhama Bhattacharya's father, Maheshwar Visarada. Devananda Pandit, a very peaceful Brahmin, whose goal in life is to achieve liberation, also made his home nearby. CC uh, 2, 21, 6-2-7. lectured on the Bhagavatam, but his goal was to achieve liberation. One day, Srivas Pandit was sitting in the audience as he gave his discourse. On hearing a particular beautiful description of Lord Krishna, Srivas started to cry in loving ecstasy. Some of Devananda's ignorant students considered this a disruption and began to beat Srivas in order to silence him. But when he continued to cry, they dragged him out of the assembly. Some time later, when Mahaprabhu was passing by Devananda's house, he remembered the indignities suffered by Srivas and became angry, asking what right a faithless person like Devananda had to speak. Um, and then, uh, however, then there is a change in Devananda Pandit. When he gets the association of Vakreshwa Pandit. Uh, Vakreshwa Pandit, the ecstatic associate of the Supreme Lord. Lord Chaitanya said, if I would have two 
two of you, like, oh, Vakreshva Pandit, you are like my wing. If I would have two of you, I would be able to fly. Uh, Devananda Pandit uh, would, would dance. And they, uh, sorry, no, Vakreshva Pandit. Vakreshva Pandit would dance. And Vakreshva Pandit is known uh, to have danced for 72 hours. Who can dance for 72 hours? Uh, that is, is not of this world. Um, that is something extraordinary. Uh, Devananda Pandit, uh, not Devananda, Vakreshwa Pandit is an inconceivable devotee, uh, a very, very deep devotee uh, who uh, also is the spiritual master of, uh, of, of Gopal Guru Goswami and uh, Vakreshwa Pandit is the... Uh, Oh, one second. Oh. So, Vakreshwa Pandit, I'm just uh, looking at the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Um, yes. Adi Lila 10, the trunk, branches, and sub-branches of the Chaitanya tree, text 17 to 19. Oh. Vakreshwar Pandit, the fifth branch of the tree, was a very dear servant of Lord Chaitanya's. He could dance with constant ecstasy for 72 hours. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu personally sang while Vakreshwar Pandit danced, and thus Vakreshwar Pandit fell at the lotus feet of the Lord. O Chandramukha, please give me 10,000 Kandarvas, let them sing as I dance, and then I will be greatly happy. Devananda Pandit was a professional reciter of Srimad Bhagavatam, but by the mercy of Vakreshwar Pandit, and the grace of the Lord, he understood the devotional interpretation of the Bhagavatam, text 77. Hmm. Hmm. So there are some more references about uh, Vakreshwar Pandit. Um, And I'm just, uh, let's see what else I have. So, Vakreshwar, he was such a great Vaishnava, and somehow or other, Devananda Pandit became impressed by Vakreshwar. And he felt naturally in, in attracted to him, and he had faith in Vakreshwar Pandit. And he began to serve Vakreshwar Pandit. And he became a dedicated follower uh, of, 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 of uh, Vakreshwar. 
So it is said that Vakreshwar Pandit uh, is not an ordinary personality. Um, he is not, how could he dance 72 hours? Um, who can dance 72 hours? Vakreshwar Pandit was none other than Aniruddha. In other words, he was, uh, he was not Jiva Tattva, he was actually Vishnu Tattva, yes. However, uh, it's not that a Jiva cannot dance 72 hours. Jivas do dance 72 hours. We see that the uh, associates of Nichananda, those cowherd boys, hmm? when Nichananda stayed in the Panihati region, that at that time, these cowherd boys, these local boys became so ecstatic and they just danced with Nichananda for one month. And they just, at the end, they became so powerful, they ripped trees out of the ground. So let's not be too uh, amazed only to see such miracles. Miracles happen uh, even, even to jivas. Still, to dance for 72 hours is something else. Mm. Anyway, Vakresha Pandit, he transformed Devananda. Mm. So, it's said in CC 1.1077, Devananda was a scholar of the Bhagavatam, but it was only through the mercy of Vakreshwar that he was able to understand its meaning from Mahaprabhu. We can thus conclude that no matter how scholarly someone is, according to purely academic standard, if he's not devoted to Krishna, then simply memorizing a few verses is insufficient qualification to speak the glories of the Bhagavatam. Hmm. So, in order to, one has to serve a Vaishnava. Uh, and not for that matter, one Vaishnava, but all Vaishnavas, because otherwise, Shushushov, Sharadana, Shavasudeva, Kataguchi, there's no taste. Uh, no. Otherwise, it is just dry uh, scholarly uh, analysis. But the bhakti is missing. Uh, there must be devotion. So the devotion comes by serving the Vaishnavas. Um, Krishna is, has appointed the Vaishnavas as the custodians, uh, the custodians of devotional service. Okay. So the custodians of devotional service, the caretakers of devotional service, this is described in the Kalyana Kalpataru by Sila Thakur. My spiritual master gave me this wish-fulfilling desire tree of devotional service. But due to my harsh mind, I have not properly taken care of this, this great gift of devotional service. Now the tree has dried up. Uh, it has dried up. But the Vaishnavas, the Vaishnavas who are the custodians of devotional service, the caretakers of this tree, uh, when I turn to their association, in their association, this tree can be restored in its original glory. Um, so let us somehow or other become a servant, a servant of the Vaishnavas. Um, let us 
uh, give up, uh, give up our our strong headedness. Let us give up our stubbornness and let us bow down. Uh, let us bow down before these Vaishnavas and say to them, oh, my dear Vaishnava, you are a wish-fulfilling desire tree. Uh, I am, by your grace, uh, by your grace, I am learning so many things. You are teaching me uh, the art of devotional service. Ah, what else is there? Everything else is bleak and, and, and empty. It's, I don't believe in it. Everything else is a dead end. Oh, please take me on this bhakti mark, on the path of devotional service. Oh, Vaishnavas, um, you are on the way to the spiritual world. Oh, Vaishnavas, can I accompany you? Yes, O oh, Vaishnavas, can I walk with you? Oh, yes, O oh, Vaishnavas, uh, can we go together? Yes, together embarking on this journey, this journey on the path of bhakti, the path that takes us to the spiritual world. Yes, there I want to be, uh, there I want to be. So, in this way, uh, we appreciate, we appreciate the Vaishnavas and their, uh, their amazing, uh, their amazing qualities. Uh, we appreciate the Vaishnavas because they, they have devotional service. The Vaishnavas they are the custodians of the holy name. Um, the Vaishnavas are carrying this treasure of the name. So let us serve the Vaishnavas. And somehow or other, um, by the mercy of the Vaishnavas, yes, come to, um, to the holy name. Let me see if I can find something here. Mm. Regarding, so, regarding the chanting of the Holy Name, here, Srila Prabhupada, this refers to Srila Bhakti Siddhanta, only says, once you chant the Holy Name, that is to say, one should chant a fixed number of rounds every day, controlling the mind by concentrating on the sound vibration. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's dear associate, Jagadananda Pandit, stresses the part association plays in the chanting of the holy name. Asadu Sangitabai Nama Nahihai Namaskar Bahirai Bhati Nama Kabunai Kabu Nama Basada Hayanama Parat, Ei Sabajani Bebai, 
कृष्ण भक्ति बाद जदि करीबे कृष्ण नाम साधु संग कर भुक्ति मुक्ति सीधे वंश दूर परिहार ओ ब्रदर यू कैनॉट चैट द होली नेम इन द एसोसिएशन ऑफ नॉन डिवोटिस द साउंड ऑफ द होली नेम मे कम आउट ऑफ योर योर माउस बट इट विल नॉट बी रियली इट विल नॉट रियली बी द नेम इट विल समटाइम्स बी द नेम्स रिफ्लेक्शन नाम अबास and sometimes offensive chanting namaparad but you should know oh brother that in either case this kind of chanting interferes with the attainment of pure devotion to krishna if you want to chant the holy names then associate with devotees and keep desires for sense enjoyment liberation and yogic powers at a distance prema vivarta 713 yes so the vaishnavas have made a commission have made a commitment a commitment to purity uh, they have given up materialistic activities understanding them uh, to be uh, to be of the three gunas that bind one in this material world um, they understand that lusty activities maitunya agra are chains that bind us uh, the chains of sex life so the vaishnavas the vaishnavas are following principles of purity mm. they uh, are practicing ahimsa they uh, will not eat meat fish or eggs um they're not gambling uh, no intoxication no illicit sex um they uphold four pillars of dharma uh, which are uh destroyed by the influence of kali um and the bhagavatam in the 16th chapter of the first canto it is described that these qualities of cleanliness um compassion uh truthfulness and uh, oh gosh what is the fourth one hey my mind always freaks out when i have to do a list of four uh cleanliness compassion truth fullness austerity of course yes Yes, yes. Thank you. Anyway, somehow or other, the obvious always slips the mind. So these four pillars of Dharma, which are mentioned in 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 Shrimad Bhagavatam, in the sixteenth uh, chapter of the first canto, are the foundation of the uh, four regulative principles, which. Uh, which she the proper formulated um so the vaishnavas they give up that sinful life and therefore in the association of the vaishnavas there is great relief there's great relief because in the world there is so much sinfulness of course uh, we discussed earlier in our lecture the community of love that there are those who are just beginning 
and they bring some material elements into, into the relationship. And they may sometimes act inappropriately, but that we understand. That we understand, that is just weakness. But in principle, the Vaishnavas are more and more embracing purity and, and sinlessness. And so, in the, in the association of the Vaishnavas, uh, sinlessness is, is a commitment to sinlessness. Um, sinlessness is, is held in high esteem. Uh, purity is, is, is greatly glorified. And in this way, uh, in this way, in the association of the Vaishnavas, we are, are nourished. We're just nourished. Some relief from this whole world, which is just overcome with madness and exploitation. Uh, and just like tired and tired and beaten by the material energy, uh, we want some relief. And we come into the association of the devotees and we find, uh, we find some relief. This is wonderful. This is most wonderful. Yes. So the, the devotees, the custodians of devotional service, they offer us this world of sinlessness and there it is in that world that they preserve devotional service. And in that association, we are practicing devotional service. And in that association, uh, our devotional service can develop. And in our heart also, the uh, bhakti can grow. So in this way, uh, we can gradually rise above and chant Nam Abbas initially and get purified in the clearing stage of chanting until we get to Sudanam. Uh, in Sudanam, in the pure name, uh, we begin to appreciate Krishna's presence in the name. In Sudanam, Krishna is, is there. So this is our uh, great fortune when we're chanting it's not just hollow words. Uh, who, how can we chant these, these words, these repetitious words? No. Krishna is present within the name. He's present within the name. And because he's present within the name, the chanting brings the presence of Krishna. And that changes everything. That transforms even an ordinary, an ordinary room uh, into a sacred, a sacred place. That transforms even an ordinary person into a saintly person. Uh, that is the chanting of the holy name. That is our good fortune. Uh, so the Vaishnavas are the custodians of devotional service. And so we offer our most respectful obeisances unto the lotus feet of the Vaishnavas. Um, 
the Vaishnavas, they are not only the custodians of the holy name, but the Vaishnavas, they also reside in the holy dham. The Vaishnavas are naturally uh, meditating on the holy dham. They, because the holy dham is the manifestation of the spiritual world in this world. Imagine, imagine. It is so hard to attain the spiritual world. We are here lost in this material domain, wondering, we're wondering. But then within this material world, there is a replica of the spiritual world presence. Oh, Shivandavandam. Oh, Sri Dhammayapur. Oh, Sri Jagannath Puridam. We are always meditating on you every day. Every day. Uh, every day in the association of the Vaishnavas, we are meditating on you. Vrindavandam uh, ki jai. Sri Dhammayapur ki jai. Sri Jagannath Puridam ki jai. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu performed his pastimes in these three abodes. These are the, the hubs. These are the, uh, these are the essential abodes which enlighten the heart. It is there. It is there where Krishna is, is so much more present than in any ordinary place. How can the Vaishnavas not think of Vrindavan? Uh, Jayarati Jaya Krishna Jaya Vrindavan. How can we not think of Vrindavan and dance? Yamuna Tiravanachari on the banks of the Yamuna. There the forest dwellers reside. In the Dwadas Kanan, in these 12 forests, where Krishna performed so many pastimes. Oh, yes, let us explore. Let us explore the 12 forests of Vrindavan. In this way, we are, uh, the Vaishnavas always reside in Vrindavan. If not physically, internally, they reside in Vrindavan because Vrindavan is not just a place. Vrindavan is a state of consciousness. Uh, so the Holy Dham is also essential. Uh, to the Vaishnavas. So in this way, the Vaishnavas have their treasures. The treasures. And therefore the Vaishnavas, they, they, they worship Panchangabhakti. They have the deity. There's the, all these things are with the Vaishnavas. Where there are Vaishnavas, there are deities of Krishna. Where there are Vaishnavas, there, is, there are darshans of Krishna and there are endless varieties of decorating the deity, which will always give us a new perspective, a new way to look at Krishna. And just, just in this way, by looking at Krishna in his deity form in various ways and, and dressing him, it reveals Krishna to us. And we get a glimpse of the spiritual reality. And we, we are rendering service to the deity. We are the servant. Dasus me. I am the servant. So in this way, Vanchakalpa uh, Tarubhya Cha, Kripa Sindhubhya Cha, 
patitanam pavanebhyo vaisnavebhyo namo namaha. In this way, we will always, always and always uh, bow down to the lotus feet of the Vaishnavas who are like vanchakalpatarubhya. They are like wish-fulfilling desire trees. Uh, they can fulfill all desires, all desires. Even desires which we are now not yet aware of, that are dormant within the heart. Uh, right now, we may not have so many spiritual desires, but in the association of the Vaishnavas, our material desires will diminish and our spiritual desires will awaken. Ah, I pray. I pray for the association of the Vaishnavas. Um, and I offer my most respectful obeisances to all the Vaishnavas. I offer my respectful obeisances unto Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, unto the six Goswamis, unto Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, unto Narottam Das Thakur, unto Vishuddha Chakravarti Thakur, unto Baladev Vijabhusan, unto Srila Jagannath Das Babaji Maharaj, unto Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, unto Srila Gorgasur Das Babaji Maharaj, unto Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, and unto His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. To all the disciples of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, to all the disciples of all the, the Acharyas, uh, to all the disciples of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada, to all their grand disciples, to all their great grand disciples, uh, to all of them, to, to all the Vaishnavas on the planet, uh, whether they be of the Gaudiya Sampradaya, whether they be of the Sri Sampradaya, whether they will be of the Madhva Sampradaya, whether they will be of the uh, Rudra Sampradaya, the Vishnu Swami Sampradaya. Uh, to all these Vaishnavas, to all of them, I bow down at their feet. And particularly I bow down Kutti Dandavat, to all the, the, the dedicated followers of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mm. And, and particularly, I bow down to the lotus feet of A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, because he, being so transparent, has just given us, has just given us that that pure, that pure Krishna consciousness, unalloyed, that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu presented. Not tinged, not tinged by any false pride, not tinged by any sinful desire or activity, just purely dedicated to Krishna. That gift, that gift I want. And with that, I'll read one last thing here. 
which is from, um, oh, I just have to open the door because I forgot to unlock it. Hold on. Just end with one final story, um, and that final story is this. Um, this is from a book written by uh, Sachiraj Prabhu, and uh, or maybe I'll just uh, paraphrase the story. That is easier. Um, but I'll begin re- reading, and then I may just uh, paraphrase it. One day, Krishna sat beside Radhika in the forest of Vrindavan. Taking one of her hands in his, he pleaded, Please, give me something special today. Inwardly, Sri Radha's heart melted at this request, but outwardly she concealed her secret mind with a studied silence, speaking no words, but by the tilt of her head, her sidelong glance, and the sign language of her, uh, of her lotus hand. She invited Krishna to tell her what he wanted. And Sri Krishna eagerly obliged her silent invitation with an outburst. Please give me your love. Radhika smiled and responded playfully. Oh, but Krishna, this love of mine would be too heavy for you to bear just then. The best of Sri Radha's devoted girlfriends, the saucy Lalita, chimed in. Radha's love would be too heavy for you, Krishna. You should know just how intense it is. When you're not near, her anxiety knows no limit. And though we try our best, no remedy can be found to, to relieve her distress. We anoint her body, blazing from the fire of separation with cooling sandalwood paste. But the sandalwood flies from her golden limbs like dry leaves of paper. We bid her lie on a shaded bed we prepare, strewn with dampened lotus petals. But the fragrant petals are incinerated by the fever of her longing. So it is true. None but the queen of Raja could bear that weight. It would be too heavy for you. Hearing these words, Krishna grabbed hold of Radharani's other hand and with tears coursing from his lotus eyes, implored once more, but I cannot live without tasting the nectar of this love. Astonished by joy, Sri Radha, Sri Radha's broadly smiled, and as if orchestrated by her heartbeat, all of Raja fell silent, eavesdropping to hear her jubilant declaration, all right, beloved, I will give you this love you crave. But there's something more. You will need the sanctuary of my golden complexion to shield your beautiful blackish body because the intensity of my love will cause you to stumble and fall. And without the protection of my golden effulgence, you would be bruised. This golden you will indemnify you instantly. No harm will ever overtake your soft body, which is more dear to me than life itself. So Krishna was concealed by the molten gold of Sri Radha's dazzling complexion, which causes him to adopt her mood and inner disposition. His lips began to tremble and dance in jubilation, and he began to cry out as Radha does, 
Oh, Krishna, where are you? Where are you? Oh, ascendant moon, risen from the dynasty of Nanda Maharaj and Yasoda. Oh, beloved of my life breath, where are you? As soon as Krishna possessed and was possessed by this love, his amorous cries transformed the landscape. The stones within earshot melted in ecstasy. The trees began to dance and the ardor of the love he felt caused him to crash down like a tree torn from the earth by a gale and cast to the ground. And then it was that Sri Radha's beautiful golden effulgence protected him just as she had promised. This is the notion of Karanga Mahaprabhu found in the line of Rupa and Raghunath. So this is from the book Sri Chaitanya's Life and Teachings, The Golden Avatar of Divine Love by Stephen J. Rosen, text uh, page 61. And there's a footnote. It refers back to um, the Bhakti Ratnakar. Just give me a moment to get to that footnote. Yes. The story appears in Narahari Chakravarti's 18th century Naratam Vilas in a rare Bengali appendix called the Narir Harir Vishesh Parichaya, written by Ananda Narayan Maitra, one of Chakravarti's disciples. This version is adapted from Sachinandan Swami's commentary on verse 2 of Raghunath Das Goswami Srimana Siksha, Splendid Instructions to the Mind, Volume 2. Hillsborough and C. Patma Inc. 2.16.289.90. This is my paraphrased rendering of his version. Hare Krishna. See you again tomorrow. Srila Prabhupada. Tijaya.